0: Hello, horror
1: fanatics. I'm Frank.
0: And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast, Oh! Oh, The
1: the Horror! horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy.
0: If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts.
1: You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth. At seriouslydecent.com and you can check out our website, check out our whole catalog, social media presence at oh
0: You can do those things. You can.
1: How you doing?
0: Fabulous.
1: Fabulous.
0: How are you? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Yeah? Been busy. Yeah. Very busy. Yes. Feel like I'm going nonstop. Get a little break later tonight though.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Episode 79.
0: 79, man. Wait.
1: Wait. <laughs> Not so close. Not so fast.
0: The Manson family.
1: Yes, Mr. Charles Manson himself. The Manson fam. Mm.
0: It's
1: a weird uh, weird group. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I think, what do you think is stranger? The group themselves or the circles that they used to run in? Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird. As you keep, like, hearing the story, you you hear, like, even doing research on this stuff, it's like, oh, so those people are hanging out, too. It's weird. It's really weird.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, I think the Tate murders... Like, I don't think they were the intended victims because someone else lived there when Manson was trying to break into the music industry.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think it was just an unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. I think they went there with every intention to kill the music, man.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert, folks. No problem, but
0: I mean, yeah, come on, Manson family's been around forever. Well, no, I got
1: a joke going where, um, like if you know, you're talking about a movie that was like five years ago or ten mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a spoiler alert. Like you had worse, ample time to watch it
0: 20 30, yeah, yeah, forty years it. ago, yeah. and it's like,
1: don't tell me about Wonderful Life, please.
0: <laughs> Okay, well, I I won't tell you about The Godfather. I I won't tell you about Gone with the Wind. None of that.
1: Yeah, please don't.
0: Like, whatever, man. Sources Crime Museum. Yeah. Org. Uh, Famous Murders Charles Manson and the Manson Family. All That Is Interesting.com. The Manson Family. And Syracuse.com. Hey. Hey. And I'm only going to give you part of that, and it's Manson follower who tried to assassinate Ford. Now a friendly CNY resident,
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: there's that. Yeah,
1: bring some bring some home into the play here.
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: Cause, I did the. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the wiki uh, the wiki I checked out first and uh, dabbled in a little biography.com charlesmanson.com cuz he's got to have of his own Of course he
0: would have his own website. His own
1: website. serialkillershop.com and then there was a grudge.com. So
0: serialkillershop.com. Mm-hmm. Do they have like serial killer related merch? Wait, <laughs> like, I think that's a legit question. Oh, when it's serial killer shop. <laughs>
1: No, they basically have, um, you can search serial killers. Okay. It's like a, um, a repository. Um, you can shop by collection, which would be like serial killers, true crime, horror, creepy pasta, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, you can shop by type, which (laughs) they do have t-shirts and merch.
0: Uh, okay. They really do. Yeah. All right. And,
1: um, they're pretty funny shirts. Uh, are they? <laughs> no, they they are. Um, like a couple that I saw. Is, like
0: Gacy promised me a job and all I got is this stupid shirt.
1: No, there is a uh, one with Gacy and he's the clown. Uh-huh. And it says a clown can get away with murder.
0: Quote. <laughs> There's a
1: Jason mask. Yeah. No lives matter. <laughs> um, they got some good ones. There's a Jeffrey Dahmer one and it has like his face with the yeah. glasses. And it says, it's a uh, 1987 and it goes Jeffrey Dahmer potluck. <laughs> I almost ordered that one. Oh my God. Yeah. For those of you that are like, how do I get here? <laughs> it's serial shop or c- serial dot All right. Yeah. No, it's, um.
0: Helter Skelter, man.
1: Oh, no, it's, it's pretty funny. I party with I- Aileen Wuornos. Um <laughs> They got Buffalo Bill's leather goods, you know, t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. So they don't just do, uh, you know, they yeah. do movies, they do yep. real things, um, you know. So they got a little um,
0: bit of something for uh, all those horror fanatics out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, what was the other one I was going to show you? Oh, no pain, no gain. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So they got t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, socks, face masks course everybody's in the mask biz i wonder how that's going now mugs accessories art things like that um and then they have a blog Mm -hmm. and um you uh it's kind of cool blog because like right at the top they have the hyperlinks for the serial killer that you know you can pick and it just goes right can our
0: first piece of merch be a coffee mug that just says on the outside this is very likely blood
1: No. no, maybe, kind of, I mean, sort of.
0: I would I would use it. Yeah. I think that would be a great work mug, especially if you uh, don't feel like chitting and chatting mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: with the coworkers. Like, you just want to go in, do your time, yeah. go home.
1: You know, there's another thing. I was thinking of putting Serial Killer uh, Shop on the things we like. They have uh, mugs, and it's pictures of... Serial Cereal killers. killers? They don't say who they are, so it's a like way to kind of find like your peeps.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know?
1: So like the John Wayne Gacy one's a clown, but they got like an Albert Fish mug, mm-hmm. Aileen Wuornos, Jim Jones, Richard Ramirez. Uh, wow. Yeah.
0: They got a Bundy. They have to have a Bundy.
1: I would imagine so. They got Ed Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein, uh, Charles Manson, Ted Bundy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Big players, so to speak. Yes, but yeah, pretty cool site. Yeah, we'll give him a shout out right here, live on, live on the recordings, <laughs> the recordings, the recordings on the interwebs that you're listening to right now. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, all, all right. right, Mansons. Let's do this. Yeah.
0: So let's get to the early years of the Ma- Manson family. Shortly after moving, his burgeoning family with first wife, I mean. Dude had a wife, Rosalie Jean Willis, to California. Charles Manson was arrested, shocker, for petty crimes. His young wife subsequently gave birth to their firstborn, Charles Manson Jr., while he was imprisoned. Then Willis and their baby left Manson for another man. Again, shocker. Manson went in and out of prison for years and became obsessed with music and specifically the Beatles while in jail. He learned to play guitar under the instruction of bank robber Elvin Carpus. and one year alone he wrote nearly 90 songs. He would later pore over the lyrics of the Beatles' Helter Skelter when it was released in 1968 and from which he would derive his crude and brutal philosophies. After a stint in prison again in 1967, again, shocker, Charles Manson met 23-year-old Mary Brunner, with whom he would have another child named Valentine Michael Manson. The two lived together in an apartment in San Francisco, Manson mostly begging and stealing to get by, and Manson convinced various other women, taken with a 1960s summer of love ethic of sharing and peace, to move in with them. This was the beginning of the Manson family. In fact, the early beginnings of the Manson family were mostly female. Again, shocker. Yeah. But stop. remember when we were talking last week about eyes? Yeah. And how, like, this dude had crazy eyes. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, how ice, you, I stand by it.
0: How do you get that many people? Like, I don't know that you could be charming enough. Mm-hmm. He had to have been, because, I mean, they...
1: He knew everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean. Like I
1: think he had a uh, a way of just being convincing
0: okay
1: that's what I'm I'm gonna put you know okay. I think other people you know had like a kryptonite against it mm-hmm. but there was other people that I think you know just were attracted towards a convincing ability that he had
0: and didn't and didn't care about yeah any
1: I think there was two parts of Charles Manson. Okay. I've thought about this for the longest time. okay I think there was the part on TV. That everybody got to see. And I think that was like the act. Okay. And I think what you saw there was the inside of him coming right out. Like right. that's his true color. Yes. Like that's really. Oh, Charlie. I have fifteen I have fifteen minutes on T V with, yeah. you know, like Barbara Walters or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. whoever, whoever you know, insert, whoever. Insert journalist insert name. Insert journalist here. name that wants to get famous right, and put yeah. this lunatic on camera. Uh-huh. And and I think the true inside like came out like Full fire hose.
0: Got it. Okay. You know,
1: just yeah, man. You know, just right. And and you know, you know what I mean. And just you could see the just the like intensity, frenetic, and all that. Yeah, energy. Now I think take that camera away and sit him down, and I bet he does get that intense. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I think he also will probably pull back a bit.
0: He dials it back from 11 to like
1: yeah. I don't know the guy. But I just have to think, like, all of these people that he was exposed to. Right. And all these people that hung out with him. And, and they all say, like, oh, yeah, no, he was crazy. You know, he was nuts. Right. Okay. And, you know, but I think it was a level that was just kind of reined in. And then I think what happened was this true cult fashion, mm-hmm. you know.
0: He started to believe his Char- bullshit. No,
1: Charlie would just, you know, give you enough to come in. And then once you're in, then he creeps on and just turns full Charlie up one notch. Got it. And then full Charlie comes up another notch, you know, and then. It's a
0: gradual escalation. Now, here's
1: the other thing. I think in the realm of the ladies that he was hanging out Mm with, I'm going to say it for what it is. Some chicks are just turned on by somebody acting like that. Yeah. You know, he just, oh, he's got it all together, man. You just don't get him. You don't get him. You know, and that's what they were all saying. Okay. You know the ladies that were around him, like you don't understand him. Well, I'm He's also misunderstood. going and, to say you know.
0: this: you look at their eyes, and there's some crazy eyes among those I'll ladies i stand too. by that
1: too. That's why I brought up the eyes. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's a it's a big thing, but but they were always, you know, always misunderstood. You don't know we're enlightened you don't know, and all that. Man. And then also here's another thing that ladies have that's a, a strike against them, unfortunately, is the like the wounded bird syndrome or the 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 yeah the, the wounded puppy thing you yeah know? they gotta fix oh em. he needs to be hugged you know yeah. he needs to be fixed you know mm-hmm. and then what you don't realize all
0: he needs is a little love love
1: and attention and understanding and then
0: he'll be fine yeah
1: until he puts his you know yeah. mojo in and then you know the next thing you know you're all fucked up on acid and goon balls
0: yeah all right
1: knifing people
0: <laughs> Manson allegedly had some 18 women living with him in Brunner in their Haight-Ashbury apartment by the time he weaseled into the life of Beach Boys drummer Dennis Wilson. Yeah. While driving home, Wilson picked up two hitchhikers, none other than early Manson family followers, Patricia Krenwinkel, and another woman. He wound up having to pick up those same two women a short um A short time, and they spoke of a man, a musical and mysterious guru named Charlie, with whom they were living. Wilson dropped the women at his house, and when he returned, was met by Charles Manson in his own home. Mm -hmm. It took one night for the charismatic and hypnotic Manson to convince Dennis Wilson that his talent was for real. So, now the cult's starting to grow. Consequently, for a few months, Manson lived quietly with his group of women, making music in Dennis Wilson's home and preaching his gospel. They dropped acid. The women acted as a servant to Wilson and Manson. And though Manson spoke against materialism, the group led an expensive lifestyle, especially when a lot of them developed gonorrhea and required a $21,000 medical bill to remedy the situation.
1: Yeah, I had to research that a few angles just to see if that was true. (laughs) Because that's just insane. (laughs) A $21,000 gonorrhea bill in the 70s. Yeah. When everything was, you know, a nickel. Well, not a nickel, that was the 50s, but, you know, 40s and 50s, but...
0: So a dollar so a
1: quarter 50 cents a dollar <laughs> yeah. still fuck
0: So as his marvels or as his followers marveled at him under the haze of LSD and the wealth of Dennis Wilson Manson spoke of himself as a Christ-like figure and called himself Charles will- Willis Manson which when spoken slowly sounded like Charles's will is man's son mm. <laughs> Yeah. No. No, it doesn't. No.
1: Under mm. the right medication? Yes, Jen.
0: <laughs> Under enough hits of acid? Probably. Under
1: the correct medication, <laughs> that's That's simple to see.
0: <laughs> Through Wilson, Manson met other music bigwigs like producer Terry Melcher, who mm. rented the now infamous 10050 Cello Drive before Sharon Tate and husband Roman Polanski moved in. Eventually, however, tensions formed between Wilson and Manson and I just can't imagine the circumstances under which such said tensions could have developed. Though the drummer tried to incorporate the cult leader's music into his band, Manson wasn't cooperative and eventually pulled a knife on a producer. Wilson decided he'd had enough of the Manson family and asked them to leave. In 1968, the Manson family settled at Spahn Ranch, a former movie set owned by milk entrepreneur George Spahn. In exchange for manual labor and sexual satisfaction by Manson's girls, George Spahn allowed the family or Spahn allowed the family to stay on the ranch. The nearly blind 80-year-old rancher uh owned alleged um I'm sorry, 80-year-old ranch owner allegedly preferred Lynette squeaky from who chirped each time he pinched her around this time charles tex watson joined up with the family who under manson's spell would become the cult leader's right hand man and murder seven in his name in desert isolation on a sprawling farm manson was able to further hypnotize his followers Charles Manson's family was expanding rapidly. In addition to Spawn Ranch, Manson established his followers at two other ranches in Death Valley. When Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in April of 1968, Manson cited an impending race war was the impetus. He claimed that the Beatles, too, foresaw this coming clash and that their White Album was actually speaking to the family in order to motivate and to lead them. Because they made their album just for them. The family began to prepare for the end of the world under Manson's direction. But when the race war didn't begin on its own in 1969, Manson decided it was up to the family to get it going. So, you know, when your prophecies aren't coming true, you fucking, fucking make that shit come true. You
1: just make it come true. Yeah. If you can see it, you can do it.
0: Exactly. See a need, fill a need.
1: Or was it? Blades of Glory. If you can dream it, you can do it. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: Manson sent family members Bobby Beausoleil, Mary Brunner, and Susan Atkins to the home of music teacher Gary Hinman, who had at some point befriended members of the family. When he didn't cooperate with the family as they saw fit, he was stabbed to death and political piggy was written in his blood across his walls. Manson had the family frame the Black Panthers for this murder by scribbling a paw in Hinman's blood on his wall as well. Two days after Hinman was found, Manson told his family that now is the time for Helter Skelter. On the night of August 8, 1969, family members Atkins, Watson, Linda Casabian, and Krenwinkel broke into Terry Melcher's former home, now rented by Hollywood starlet Sharon Tate, and her husband, Roman Polanski. Whether Manson meant to have Tate murdered over Melcher remains debatable, regardless what transpired in 10050 Cello Drive that night, shook the nation. Tate, eight months pregnant with Polanski's child, was stabbed 16 times by Atkins. A rope was slung around her neck, and she was hung from the rafters. The other end of the rope was tied around her friend, J.C. Brings' neck. He was all he had also been stabbed as well as shot to death. Atkins wrote pig and Tate's blood on the house's front door. Heiress Abigail Folger was stabbed twenty-eight times. Her boyfriend and friend of Roman Polanski's, um, Wojciech Frykowski was shot twice, bludgeoned thirteen times, and stabbed fifty one times. In the driveway, eighteen year old Stephen Parent a friend of the home's caretaker, had been cut and shot to death. Manson wasn't surprisingly pleased with the chaos and destruction wreaked on Cello Drive, so he brought six family members, including Leslie Van Houten, to the home of supermarket owner Leno LaBianca and his wife Rosemary the following night to, quote, show them how to do it, end quote. Leno Bianco was stabbed with a bayonet, The first stroke to his throat, the word war, was carved into his chest. Rosemary was also stabbed, 41 additional times after she had already died. Meanwhile, Kasabian and Atkins were ordered to commit another murder across town. Kasabian deliberately screwed it up so that they didn't have to murder anyone. When police investigated the Tate and LaBianca murders in the coming days, they found eerie similarities between the two cases. They were soon told about the Hinman murder, which brought them to Bobby Beausoleil and eventually the whole of the Manson family. But first, a fortuitous arrest for car theft would bring them to the head of it all. Yeah, Charles Manson was found and arrested hiding under a sink on one of his farms for car theft. At the time... The arresting officers had no idea that just nights before he had ordered the brutal murders of the Hollywood elites and innocent California citizens.
1: Hiding underneath the sink.
0: Yep. As one does. That's
1: like an episode of Cops. Right? It really is.
0: I know who the widow is. It wasn't until
1: Not Charlie
0: <laughs> Susan Atkins, who was apprehended for the Hinman murder, told cellmates in her prison South, that she had also stabbed Sharon Tate, that the Manson family would face justice. In December 1969, Cassabian, Watson, and Krenwickle were taken into custody, though Cassabian had willingly turned herself in and offered up all the information on the family's crimes that she had. She was granted immunity for this. She acted as the prosecution's main witness. Manson, Atkins, and Krenwinkel were charged with seven counts of murder and one count of conspiracy. Leslie Van Houten was charged with two counts of murder and one count of conspiracy. Mm. Though he was initially granted permission to act as his own attorney, Manson had this privilege removed even before the trials began because of his chaotic behavior. On the first day of court, he showed up with an X carved onto his forehead because he felt he needed to X himself out of the establishment's world, end quote. Most of the family members did this, too. In fact, the family managed to disrupt the trials, continually appearing outside the court, holding rallies and protests. They threatened potential witnesses out of testifying. Some witnesses were drugged or burned. At one point in the trial, Manson lunged for the judge while his family members chanted in Latin from the pews. Eventually, justice was served. On April 19th, 1971, Krenwinkel, Atkins, Van Houten, and Manson were sentenced to death. So where are they now?
1: Yeah, where are they, Jen?
0: California abolished the death penalty in 1972.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so so we had to take care of these losers for a long time.
0: Members of the Manson family on death row received life sentences instead. Yeah. Manson was imprisoned in California's Corcoran State Prison. He was denied parole each time a hearing came up, a total of 12 times, and on January 1st, 2017, Manson was taken to the hospital and was found to be suffering from gastrointestinal bleeding. While still very ill, he was returned to prison, and on November 15th that same year, he was taken back to the hospital. Just four days later, while still in the hospital, Manson died from cardiac arrest resulting from respiratory failure and colon cancer. He was 83 years old.
1: Do you know how many parole hearings he had?
0: It said 12.
1: 12. Yeah. You know how many uh, rules violation reports he had?
0: It had to be a lot.
1: 108 rules <laughs> violations. 108. Yeah. 108.
0: Sounds about right.
1: Unreal.
0: I mean, are it's, you surprised by that?
1: No, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I don't get that whole point of the system where... Yeah, like how much do you just cater to the that type of like degeneracy?
0: Right, he was yeah. in and out of jail his whole life.
1: Oh yeah, this so guy was in the system the how whole time. I don't know?
0: understand. Like it's clear he's not going to be rehabilitated. Clear
1: something. And as be a wrong. matter
0: of fact, he escalated.
1: Well, here's the here's the funny part too, is he hopped right into the whole uh, doomsday thing, like right. big time. Yeah. But. So, like, in 1967, when he was released from prison, Mm -hmm. he moved to Berkeley from Los Angeles, covered this, but I'll kind of just highlight some things. Yeah. And uh, that itself, when he moved from Berkeley to Los Angeles, could have been a a probation violation.
0: I was going to say a parole violation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, instead, after calling uh, San Francisco Probation Office upon his arrival, he was transferred to the Supervision of Criminology doctoral researcher and federal probation officer Robert uh, Roberts or Roger Smith Mm -hmm. spring of 1968. Uh, Smith worked at hate Ashbury free medical clinic. Okay. I'm sure everything top notch was going on there. Uh, which Manson and his family, uh, frequented, uh, throughout their stay in the hate.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, they had that $21,000 gonorrhea bill.
1: Roger Smith was also, uh, the founder, um, as well as David E Smith and received funding from national institutes of health. And reportedly the CIA to study the effects of drugs and LSD and methamphetamine on the counterculture movement in hate Ashbury, right. not a secret story. Like, right, you know, yeah. every, everybody that is kind of exposed to type so do of stuff type of stuff you He that.
0: gave them the LSD and the, uh...
1: Oh, I think he was part of that program through there. Cause like, even like the grateful dead and stuff going through there, like mm-hmm. that was all yeah. like going around. Um, now I got a laugh where they're just like, you know, They just think the CIA was all, this is National Institute of Health. Yeah. It was all these, all these things we got to trust now, you know. Right, yes. But these guys are doing this fucking weird shit back then. Yes. And uh, And if you think they're
0: not doing weird experiments now, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah.
1: So the patients at the clinic became subjects of the research, including Manson and the group of mostly female followers, as you were talking about, and they would see Roger Smith regularly. Okay. So this is late 60s. Yep and Manson received permission from Roger Smith to move from Berkeley to Hay Ashbury district in South or San Francisco. Right. So now like he's this is this whole like bit of manipulation mm-hmm. he's getting in through there. He first took a LSD and would use it frequently during his time there. Uh David Smith, who had studied the effects of LSD and amphetamine amphetamines in rodents, wrote that the change in Manson's personality during this time was the most abrupt Roger Smith had observed in his professional career. Now, this is where we're going to do a short pause for a moment. Right. And we're going to talk about everybody who talks about how drugs aren't bad. They're mostly good. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe they are in certain areas. But here's the thing. The pendulum swing the other way. Right, yes. Is freaking, it's napalm. Yes. So right here, this is a guy who ran this clinic. Right, yes. Trying to do the right thing and said, when so this is where i think there was these two sides mm-hmm. to to, to manson. manson but there is this thing and and for people that have taken acid and mushrooms especially acid like you're not the same person after, after you yeah right. there's you before acid and then there's you after acid mm-hmm. Same thing with like DMT and stuff. I've never taken it, but everybody who talks about DMT, it's the same thing. Right. There's something that switches. Mm -hmm. It's chemical. It's an exposure thing. Mm -hmm. You see things that you can't unsee. You can't take back. You feel things that you can't unfeel to a certain degree. Well, And there's the pre-psychedelic you and the post-psychedelic you.
0: The other uh, amphetamine, methamphetamine- There's a ton of evidence that shows people who yeah. take methamphetamine, it actually does change your body chemistry. Well, like you all are, of it. You're no longer the same person.
1: All of it does. Yeah. I hate to bust bubbles with people, right, but yeah. like even drinking alcohol and yes. like smoking weed and all smoking this stuff. Smoking
0: weed can actually tris- trigger s- schizophrenia. Yeah. So-
1: I mean, it doesn't do it with everybody, right. thankfully. Right. But, but the mean, fact is- There is-, is yeah. And there so is now, evidence that it does. Like what people have to realize, you know, and I'm not getting into a whole debate of whether weed should be legalized or not or no, anything like No, no, no. But it's just a matter of ratios. Yes. Like, so if you have this group and there's this race, you know, this other group that gets schizophrenia mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, and that's a small group you're looking at. Right. So now you expand it out to, you know, a hundred million people. Right. That ratio is going to grow even bigger. Exponentially. And so you yeah. got to sit there and ask yourself, it's like, okay, you're going to get some of this cool stuff with weed and right. people aren't going to be a problem. But then you're going to get this other stuff too. Right. Do you have a do you have a solution for that?
0: Exactly. And you can't
1: sit there and put your head in the dark and say that it's not going to happen.
0: Well, you know, okay. Or
1: oh, we hope, you know, that'll get taken down, taken care of down. Can the I road, raise
0: you know? it once once more? Yeah, go for it. You know, it. it's no longer just methamphetamine or no. heroin or weed. Now these these things are being laced with fentanyl. Yeah. So you think you're just smoking a joint and no. you die instantly. Because the fentanyl yeah. kills you.
1: Yeah, or if you don't die, you've right. got some weird yeah. fucked up things going. Yeah. On. So <laughs> he was doing, you know, like the most he's ever seen, right, and observed in his entire career, right. And he's the head of this, right? Like this head of this mm-hmm. whole thing. He's seeing everybody, right? He's seeing all this through here, and that's a uh, that's amazing. In that Manson so, question, yeah,
0: does he know? Okay, he he's citing that this is the most profound change that he's seen in a person
1: mm-hmm.
0: has at that point does he say to Manson you shouldn't take this anymore or stop providing it yeah, for him"?
1: you know who knows you know was a different time man or are, are we
0: just sitting back and be like wow yeah. this is extremely well
1: and then you wonder who's pulling who in right. that sense because yeah. he was a very manipulative person and Manson read uh, the book, Stranger in a Strange Land, it's a science fiction novel by Robert A. Uh, Heinlein. Mm-hmm. And it's inspired by, uh, like, the free love f- philosophy in Haight-Ashbury mm-hmm. during that whole summer of love period. And Manson began preaching his own philosophy based because the whole guru right, stuff yes. was going on it big time. Yes. You know, and you got to be a guru. I, mm-hmm. I think people got to understand it in, like, this time and era. Like, people are trying to be life coaches, Right. Same fucking thing. Yes, it's the same fucking thing with yep. gurus. I'm not saying all life coaches are fucking weirdos like Manson, Manson and all that stuff, but I imagine.
0: But I'm also not. I saying imagine there's some out
1: there that you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not denying it either. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know, so he starts preaching this philosophy, and he uses a mixture of Stranger in a Strange Land, the Bible. He was very, very uh, doomsday.
0: So. Revelation Bible, I'm betting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, and again, like all these doomsday folks, they're you're just wandering into the cult stuff, you know. Yes. I'm not even just saying revelation, just doomsday stuff. Yeah. You have a doomsday mentality, a lot of people put this out of perspective. They're like, Well, that's with the Bible and revelational duty. It's like, no, nah, man, it's like you see doom in everything. And you right. can connect it to all these little right. theories and things. Yes. And there's nothing positive. Everything's Correct. doomed. So now you got somebody You know, and Scientology, uh, Dale Carnegie and the Beatles, you know, they were all like he was getting big into them. And so now I'm like trying to build like the makeup of this guy. Like you had a guy who was into music, Mm -hmm. pretty persuasive, Mm -hmm. had these kind of, uh, alpha traits we'll call it for lack of a better term, you know, and then he gets into this whole acid, uh, experiment thing right? and a a switch goes off. Right. Yeah. Now. Here's the thing. He wasn't like a sweet little guy before that. No, no, he wasn't. as I said before, that was just after his 1967 release from prison. Correct. You know, yes. so, I mean, yes. this is, uh, you know, you, you have a person who's got some, some things loose. You know, but how the cult formated was kind of interesting. Uh, he gained his first follower at UC Berkeley campus. Okay. And it was Library Mary Brunner. And he talked her into letting him sleep at her house for a few nights an arrangement that quickly became permanent because yep. I imagine once you got Charlie in your house,
0: yeah, you're you are not getting, getting Charlie him out. out. He was that It's kind of like bed bugs. He was that guy. Once they come in. Yeah, but he was just that guy. Out. man. Hey, can yeah. you
1: help me out for a night? You know, yeah. Fucking three months later, you know, hasn't paid anything. Right. Um, so that's when he met Lynette, uh, squeaky, you know, squeaky from squeaky from, yep. And, uh, she was a runaway teen and, uh, he convinced her to live with him and Brunner, uh, Manson then began to track large crowds of listeners and some dedicated followers and he targeted individuals that were, you know, for ma- manipulation, emotionally insecure, mm-hmm. social outcasts. So when you sit there and you're like, who are the people that can go around with it? That's who the people are. They're just right. like people that just need something. Yeah. It's it doesn't like when, have to be anything it just needs something. It's like
0: when Gacy was hunting and he would yeah. look for the innocent. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. He would look for well, just, the broken. Yeah,
1: insecure, yep. broken, you mm-hmm. know, and people are so desperate. Mm-hmm. Nexium did it. Yep. Jonestown did it. You know, I mean that's like all of them
0: Scientology actually Scientology does
1: it. thrives on it. Yeah. You know, I mean it just they all do. Yes. Um so he <laughs> he had a book Love Needs Care and that was about his hate Ashbury. Okay. Uh, you know, experience. And David Smith claims that Manson uh, attempted to reprogram their minds to uh, submit totally into his will. It wasn't Manson's book. It was David Smith's book. Okay. I was going to ask. And he was using this through LSD and unconventional sex practices. So it's this dependency of sex because like, you know, women or men are different on that. Like a guy could sleep with a woman and just like switch off and be like, yeah you know i'm good with this where women have that kind of connection they get that
0: emotional connection you know Mm -hmm. and
1: and so you play with that and lsd yeah and and then you know have that again that kind of for lack of a better term like alpha trait of convince
0: right convicting and and conviction and if you convince a woman to do a sexual act that she doesn't necessarily want to or she's not yeah that's into. a power
1: that's like yeah incredible because you know. her
0: shame afterwards she's never going to admit it yeah but a part of her is broken inside oh yeah she, well and you have broken yeah. people already yep.
1: you know that's what i'm getting at mm-hmm. it's not like these were all pristine yeah. porcelain figures unfortunately right, yes. they they got knocked around chipped up and, and cracked and uh You know, that would turn his followers, basically, it's just what you were just talking about, like empty vessels that would accept literally anything he poured in there. Mm -hmm. Just, they would swallow it right up. And a Manson family member, Paul Watkins, testified that Manson would encourage group LSD trips, and he would take lower doses himself to keep his wits about him. Right, yep. And Watkins said that, you know, Charles' uh, trip was to program all of us to submit. Right. And by the end of this day, it had a Ash- uh, Hay Ashbery in April 68. He had about 20 or so followers at that point. Jesus. That's how quick it happened. Yeah. I mean, think about it. He had uh, a 1967 release. I don't have the specific date on it. right? But one year, mm-hmm. he has 20 people, maybe a little more, and they're all under. And this was done all under the su- supervision of his parole officer, Roger right. Smith. yeah. And the staff at yeah. Haight-Ashbury, yep, the the medical uh, place. The clinic. Clinic, yeah. And, I mean, the core members were, you know, Tex Watson and, yep. you know, um, you know, some of the musicians and uh, pornographic actors, Brunner, Atkins, and, uh, you know, just all of them. Right. And that's how it all started.
0: Jesus. Like,
1: I love, like, looking into that. Like, you know, it's like, how did this freaking start? Now. And it took a year. That's there's, it.
0: there's a rumor, and I couldn't find it, or I couldn't confirm it, where Manson had a song that he either played or he shared with, I think it was Dennis Wilson. Yeah. And he ended up, like, I think the Beach Boys recorded it, and, like, he lost his mind. He was like, this is my song. This is my song. Like, they changed... Some like they took the the bones of it mm-hmm. and then changed it, but I couldn't find confirmation of that.
1: I've heard some stuff with that, and uh, and I've
0: seen it in a couple docs that we've watched.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw some stuff with that, and I, I don't know exactly how that played out. I couldn't really find anything concrete, right? With Nor it I. either. Um, you know, the whole thing, like every time you mention Brian Wilson, I just. Like, because I loved the Beach Boys as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's how I got into the Beach Boys. I remember hearing, you know, good vibrations mm-hmm. and things like that. And and I was just like, man, I'm like, this is good music, you know. I like this stuff. Right. And then uh just started listening to Beach Boys a lot. And then, like, I took a break because I was getting into other stuff. Because right. a lot of kids at school weren't listening to the Beach Boys. No. So that was kind of something I had tucked away at the house right, that, Yeah. Like, I listened to. You know, and I'd listen to it by myself. Then later on, uh, like... Yeah, this is where the dating of myself comes, but like CDs were coming out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I remember like thumbing through um, some CDs, and I was looking. It was Beach Boys stuff, and I was checking it out. And I saw Pet Sounds. So I was like, right. you know, I'm like everybody talks about Pet Sounds. So I was like, let me check this out. I remember I bought it and uh, brought it home, and I was just like, holy fuck, blown
0: away. I'm like, right.
1: this is freaking incredible. You know, I don't and know that I've
0: ever actually heard it. Like,
1: it's an amazing. It's an amazing album. It's just like a masterpiece.
0: I know it shows up on, like, all of the yeah, the lists yeah. of, like, must-have Now, here's albums. the thing,
1: and I can only speak from it from my perspective, like, being a musician. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of things that, like, I listen to there, and I'm just like, you know, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, so it might impact, like, a musician different than, like, a non-musician. Yeah. But it's not to say it's not good music. Right, You know, I yes. mean, it's, it's yeah. really good music. But there's things there, and, like, you put the context of it, like, when the time was, mm-hmm. like, during that era, and, like, what wilson was doing right and like it's just like no one was doing this crap and it was this whole like beach music that Mm -hmm. like nobody really had you know there was local of it going through but like he pushed through it and like Mm -hmm. it was this whole like it was like a whole different genre that just like started up and it was really really incredible and like yeah if you haven't if no one's ever listened to pet sounds definitely give it a shot Like I said,
0: I haven't listened to it, like, front
1: to back. No, take it for a spin. It's good. It's really, really good. But what got me was, it's like, so I had this, like, deep love for the the Peach Boys. And, like, this is where, like, you know, you never want to meet your, know about your heroes. Right, yes. And then, like, I hear this whole thing, and, like, just to this, I don't know if you even saw it, probably subtle, when you first mentioned it on this episode, I just shake my head. I'm just like, oh, my God. It's like, because he, like... They lived together. They were roomies for. Well, it was like,
0: him and Dennis.
1: Or Dennis. I'm yeah. sorry. I I I said the wrong name. But but yeah, like yeah. Dennis, like they were roomies, yeah. you know. And I mean, just like they hung out all the time. Yeah. And I'm looking there like, oh, man. And I bet this,
0: he was part of that $21,000 gonorrhea. Bill.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I can't even imagine like the women that were going through there because Yo, of yeah. Dennis, you know. I yeah. Mean, and that's where you see the like the deceit and maneuvering Mm -hmm. of Manson. Right. Yeah. You know, everybody has a purpose. Right. Yes. Everybody plays their part. Everybody has a Mm -hmm. purpose. Everybody has a part. And, you know, once they move around and they're not where he wants them to be, they're gone. They're out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty weird in that regard. You know, it still spins me around to this day. Like I hear the people that he's hanging out with. And I, and I often think about like, if that happened today, With social media, the way the news is and everything, all those people that were affiliated with him, and it happened in like, you know, say that happened today.
0: Well, isn't it kind of like, uh, you take the murder part of it aspect out, isn't it kind of like Naxium?
1: Yeah, but those weren't like, I mean, Smart was like the best Hollywood person in there, like for names. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this was bigger. This was True. way bigger. And, you know, there's people that come out of the woodwork that talk like, oh, yeah, I was with him here. And, you know, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the circle. Right. Yeah, So to speak of musicians and in Hollywood. In the inner sanctum, No, I, I mean, he yeah. was. And and to think of that, like, I I don't want to put like an example out because I, I don't think there's an example that could be done. But, right. But like imagine a murder of just these like lunatic women. hmm and they're all holding hands and singing right, right walking yeah. in through the police yeah. station and courthouses. Yep. And you got this short weird fucking guy and then you start learning through the trial and all this other stuff that he's hanging out with all these A-listers. Right. Hanging out at the house doing drugs with them and all that stuff and and that like would be like a social media bomb right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would explode. It'd mm-hmm. be all over the place. Yeah. You know. And if not That makes you wonder too, like the restricting of of information and things like that. But nothing like that's happened. Because I remember when it was happening on TV, like, and they would talk about him all the time. And it's just like, oh yeah, he was hanging out with this person, that person. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. And everybody was okay with it to a certain degree. So the
0: moral of the story is be careful who you idolize because you never know who they're chilling and hanging with. Mm,
1: True. To a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even like they're his,
0: guilty by association,
1: and even like his music now, um, there's like stuff of it that people would were trying to release. And Manson's uh, music, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2010, um, Los Angeles Times reported that Manson was caught with a cell phone in uh, 2009 and contacted people in California, New Jersey, Florida, and British Columbia. And a spokesperson for California uh, Department of Corrections stated that it was not known if Manson had used the phone for criminal purposes. Um, But he was, like, trying to, they say, like, talk out to people to get, like, some things going. But, like, Manson recorded an album of acoustic pop songs with additional production by Henry Rollins.
0: Jesus.
1: So it's, like, current. Yeah. You know, it's not back then. It's current. Yeah. And it was titled Completion. And only five copies were pressed Two belong to Rollins while the other three are presumed to be with Manson. Like the album remains unreleased. Nobody's nobody's heard it or anything like that. Jesus. It's just like, you know, just just put this guy in the rear view. Yeah. I mean, I know it's foolish for us to say that because we're talking about him. I get people would say that, but the fact is, is, like, we're trying to be informational on, like, the lunacy of this guy. Right, Like, I'm not telling you, oh, you should try to figure out his art, man, his art. No, no. I don't want to give this guy credit for shit. clear,
0: like, when you see his interviews, when you see pictures of him. Now, this is, like, when he's in custody, he doesn't have access to drugs. And you can clearly see in his face. Yeah. You see that disconnect you see the hollowness Mm -hmm. in his eyes you see literally the crazy eyes yeah i i just i don't understand but his followers like when you look at their pictures i see dead eyes yeah like there's nothing there yeah and that's I mean, they were people. Yeah,
1: and that's at one point. And I'll, I'll say it just simply. And you kind of have to is. wonder
0: what would have happened if they'd never crossed
1: paths yeah, with him. If they never crossed paths with him, yeah, you always wonder that. Would they have found someone else? You know, I mean, or like, would
0: they have like gotten their shit together? Their shit together, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like you know, you,
0: they were like, "Geez, twenty-one thousand dollars for gonorrhea? That's an awful lot. Perhaps I should make better choices." That's a lot of
1: gonorrhea. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's a lot of. Comfortable. Yeah.
1: It's a lot of clapping. <laughs> <It's>, uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just
1: no, it's and and that's the thing. Like th- this is where I, I I don't really agree. Like keeping these people in the prison system, because here right. here we are, years and years and years later, and no one knows anything. There's no yeah. They haven't you know,
0: learned anything, and well, let's... I mean they
1: might have learned some things for identification purposes and things like right. that, but you know. You, you, you just, you're not going to fix something like this.
0: Right. So let's get back to yeah, sorry. these Manson members. Yep. Susan Atkins was serving her life sentence at the Central California Women's Facility in Chochilla, California, until her death on September 24th, 2009. She was 61 years old and she died of brain cancer. Patricia Krenwinkel is serving her life sentence at the California Institution for Women in Chino, California. As of 2017, she has been denied parole a total of 14 times. She has the distinction of being the longest-serving female inmate in the state of California. Leslie Van Houten is currently housed in the California Institution for Women in Frontera, California. As of 2018, she has been denied parole a total of 21 times. Charles Tex Watson is currently serving his life sentence at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility in San Diego, California. He runs a born-again Christian outreach site called Abounding Love, containing books and essays about faith, forgiveness, and the crimes he committed as a member of the Manson family. Bobby Beausoleil began serving his 30-year term. Uh, 30 years in prison in 1970. He's currently housed at the California Medical Facility in Vacaville, California. Steve Grogan was paroled in 1985. Linda Kasabian was granted immunity for being the key witness for the prosecution and left California after the trial. And it should be noted that the Tate residence has been demolished and a new mansion has been built on the property. The home, however, remains vacant. The LaBianca House is a private residence and was offered for sale in 2019. So, let's talk about the Manson family member residing here or near the lovely central New York. Do tell. A former follower of Charles Manson, who once tried to assassinate President Gerald Ford, is now a quiet, quote-unquote, friendly resident in central New York. Yeah. The New York Post reports Lynette Squeaky Frome is living in Marcy, New York, located in Oneida County between Rome and Utica. The notorious criminal moved to central New York when she was released from prison a decade ago after serving 34 years of a lifetime sentence for trying to kill President Ford. The newspaper says Frome lives in a small rural outbuilding decorated with skulls with her quote-unquote Equally reclusive boyfriend Robert Waldner, who is also a fellow ex con who pleaded guilty to manslaughter in 1988 for the shooting death of his brother in law. Waldner was reportedly a Manson fanatic who began writing to Frome while both were imprisoned yeah. because the heart wants what the heart wants. Residents told the Post that Waldner now works at the nearby Mid State Correctional Facility. A medium-security prison in Marcy that once housed rapper Ja Rule. The couple is described as quiet and drama-free, especially from now. I want to know how Waldner, as an ex-crime, as an ex-con, can be working for a correctional facility. But what do I know?
1: It's tough times, man.
0: (laughs) So she's very friendly. One neighbor told the Post she's usually with her neighbor, who also has a dog. Don't know why that's relevant. Yeah. According to the Post, Frome was originally a child performer who attended Orville Wright Junior High School in California with a young Phil Hartman. When she was 18 years old, though, she was homeless and living in Venice Beach when she met Charlie Manson in the 60s. She joined his family, who gave her the nickname Squeaky because of her voice. Frome eventually became Manson's second-in-command and carved an X into her forehead like all the other family members. She was never implicated in the cult's 1969 murders of actress Sharon Tate and eight others. However, Manson died in prison in 2017, as mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Frome went to prison half a decade later when she pointed a 45 caliber gun at President Ford in 1975 as the president shook hands with a crowd in Sacramento, California. Secret service agents grabbed her and the gun. Ford wasn't hurt.
1: Here's the thing, though. She actually pulled the trigger. Yeah. And the gun didn't go off. No round was fired.
0: She escaped from federal prison in West Virginia in 1987 and tried to go see Manson. She was found two days later and had 15 years added to her life sentence. Frome was later granted parole in 2009 at age 60. Rumors uh, Frome had moved to Marcy first surfaced in 2009. Inside Edition spotted her at a Walmart in Rome in 2010, driving an SUV with a born-again pig and bumper sticker. <laughs> so, good times, man. Yeah. So, listen to this. They have... Both were approached, both declined to be interviewed, and Waldner told two reporters who approached him that he keeps a baseball bat and is not afraid to use it. Yeah. So they're just peaceful, living out in the country, man. Yeah. You know, they're not harming anyone, but. So
1: how old would they be now? Like, what, 80?
0: She was 60 when she was released, and that was in 2009.
1: Yeah. So yeah i mean you got another 13 years on that so i mean just 73 how
0: proficient is a 73 year old parolee with a baseball bat hey
1: i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) judge but i'm not gonna i know what she's not good at handling a a firearm
0: right you know yes (laughs) So at least, that's at least
1: if you wanted to go off that's you know. the
0: manson family
1: yeah it's weird because I know there's two of them I don't know by the names because our time bit through here but there's two of them that just emphatically have never liked um went against them. like they just fouled them forever you know they never denounced it's them probably um they, they've never denounced them I'm they've gonna never... go with
0: uh krenwinkle who's Oh, uh, where are you? I'm gonna go with Krenwinkle and uh Leslie Van Houten.
1: Yeah, it could be.
0: I'm betting it's both of them. Like I said, and I don't I know like,
1: exactly, but I know there was two. I that, know uh, that
0: um they separated them. Like one's one was in Chochilla, one's in Chino, one's in Frontera. Yeah, you're not gonna have them yeah. together. What, are yeah, you crazy. It's
1: yeah. Uh, it's a weird bit. It's a it's a real weird bit. I it's something that you're really not meant to understand and this goes back to There are just like if broken you said if, people if you said they never met him or got pulled away like right. you know, look at you know, one's trying to kill the president.
0: Right, yes.
1: And then you read all the shit of what's going on there, you know, oh you mess with us, blah blah blah, this and that. Right. You know, I mean it's just I hate saying it and people give me a lot of shit for it, but it's just like sometimes people are just broken
0: yeah
1: and then like yeah. i said and if you miss if you mix something like a uh a psychedelic with that especially heavy psychedelic use yes and i say heavy psychedelic use is people that are just on it all the time right and never let it go mm-hmm. and then you know it's just after a while that's your brain chemistry right you don't yeah. even have to take it anymore it's right you're just kind of always tripping. forever tripping Yeah, you know? and i i heard stories uh about it and I used to think it was bullshit when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, people would be like, yeah, no, you know, cause it's just kids talking, you right. know, it's like, oh, I heard somebody told, you know, took LSD and like, they're just still tripping forever off of one hit. You mm-hmm. know, you always hear that story around. And, uh, and I remember just like, yeah, you know, but you don't meet anybody like that. Right. And I remember I went to this house, uh, with a couple of friends and we we're going to get some acid there. Leave and like take it somewhere else, you know. And I remember going in there, and there was this guy that was just like a fucking vegetable, right? In the fucking living room. And like, you know, usually when you walk in a room and like you walk in, Mm -hmm. people just like it's a natural instinct to just like turn and look, you know, stuff like that. And that's what I found, what I noticed like the first time I walked in there that like. Dude didn't even just like, and there wasn't a TV or anything. Right. He was just like staring at a wall mm-hmm. and just like didn't look, yeah, didn't, no didn't acknowledgement. even respond. Yeah. And we were just talking. We we're like, yeah, you know, and I was like, who's that? And they're like, oh, you know, that's fucking like weird Dave or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh. And he, I was like, it's like, you must be on something good. And he looked at me. He's like, yeah, he's been on something good for a long time. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, and he's like, yeah, no, seriously, you know, that's the first time I saw somebody like, right like that and uh and i remember sitting there i'm like you know it's the inside voice like what are you doing here yeah you know but you're there and you're hell-bent on trying right. different experiences and things like that you also got the um kind of brashness, hubris of, of youth yeah the the brashness and hubris of youth of you know oh that's i'm never gonna be that fucking guy
0: I'm yeah. not going to be crazy, Dave.
1: Yeah. You know, and I, and that's weird because like I sit at my age now, especially you get older and older. Mm-hmm. I think it's as you get older and you open your mind to that stuff, you realize all of the little landmines that you missed avoided, yeah. and avoided in your life. And I missed a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I came out really, really good as far as things go. Right. And I look back at some things and I see people and I just look and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, things and could have gone an Yeah, entirely. You know what I mean? Way. Like, and I'm gonna be forty seven next month mm-hmm. and like I just still like feel good. Right. I look in the mirror and I'm like, I, I don't think I look like I do. You know, what I mean <laughs> yeah, like right. you know and then like it gets confirmed, like I'll be out in public and especially if I start a new job and people are just like, yeah. you know, oh, you know, uh, yeah, you know about this. And I'm like, well, no, nah, I'm a little older than that. You know, yeah. well, how old are you? You know, and I'm like, ah, 46, 47. They're like, fucking what? You know, yeah. and that always feels great. You know, you're yes. just like, yeah, all right. It
0: does have a feel good. I'm pattern.
1: not even close. You know, yeah. <laughs> I still got Oh a, my
0: God, I was the wow. I
1: still got a few more years, you yeah. know, and uh, before I start looking old, you know, so to speak. But I do think it's a, it's a state of mind as mm-hmm. well and all that. But yeah, I, but I'll see people. And, uh, you know, they'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm turning 39 next year and I'm looking and they look like they're fucking like 58.
0: Road hard, put away wet. Yeah.
1: And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, and then there's some people I know that are kind of like that. And it's like, I know the life they lived and right. like, I yes. know all the things they've done and it's just like, wow. You know, and like the meth for me is the scariest. Cause like you see those transformations mm-hmm. of people that just like, like these beautiful, uh, you know people in their late teens you know anywhere from mm-hmm. like 16 to 20 years old let's say young adults mm-hmm. you know uh young people right. and and you just see these beautiful pictures of them and they just right. like nice beautiful skin yep wonderful smile this like look in their eyes of just yep. like you know they're just uh you know full of innocence i could say or or just, you know, just happy, it's, happiness. And it's like, like
0: when they do those side-by-side But Yeah, pictures. but there's kind
1: of just like a joy in their mm-hmm. face and things like that. And then they're like two, three years later, you know, and you look, and it looks like a fucking f- person in their late 40s yes. that got hit with a fucking stick. My Some uncle, of them are unrecognizable.
0: My uncle had pictures where it was like this was the person's first mugshot advanced six months later. Yeah and just the change in the person that's just six months yeah of meth use yeah i mean it depends and like how heavy you no use it teeth
1: oh yeah the teeth the are like,
0: scars all over their face yeah. because they're like picking at themselves well
1: yeah because they um the you're so jacked up mm-hmm. that um your your you're just like skin tingles and um remember do you remember a movie that was called like ants or something like that and it was with uh one of the Judd girl who's the one that does movies of the Judd Ashley Ashley Judd and it was somebody else and they were in a like a hotel room I and they were hang hanging out I don't that one Yeah they were hanging out and they were feeling like these uh these bugs crawling all over mm-hmm. it. and it you know spoiler alert cuz it's a fucking old movie Right yes back to what we were saying but uh uh it's basically a spin-off of like the math bit right, of yeah. where they feel and that, yeah, that's all it is. It's just them fucking just like scratching and just like, because you're so just fucking jacked up. Right. Your, your senses just are just peaking. Right. Like just boom. And, uh, and that's uh, you know, the whole tweaking bit, you know, of all that.
0: So there are videos of a tweaker. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had several accounts uh, and his name was Conald Peterson, and mm. he went by Fed Smoker, but Fed Smoker, turns out, was, like, his car. Yeah. And he's got videos of, like, uh, burning his hair to cut it, uh, pulling out a tooth at Falcon Car Wash with a knife. Extremely confrontational with people and cops. And it was just like, you know, you, there, and there was a progression in his videos. Like his mm-hmm. first couple of videos, he looks fine. Yeah. Like he had a house and then he was living in his car and then he was living in this broken down car. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the, the progression and then he ultimately died.
1: Yeah. Now what's even crazier is there's this shit called Crocodile. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's even worse. They say Jesus. that that's like, they say that's the worst drug, period, because what it actually does is it uh, it rots your skin. Oh, like, so you get like crocodile and... skin? Well, no, it, it like, yeah, like crocodile skin, but also like it just rots. And it's just like, like just these big oozing like sores and people oh. lose limbs and oh. things like that. Yeah. they. No, thank you. Yeah, they basically say that it's one of the like top three, like most dangerous drugs you know and yeah it's called it's called crocodile
0: we're gonna gonna go all nancy reagan here for a second (laughs) just say no
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some specials on. i know vice might have did one um but you can look it up on the internet and uh they have like some youtube uh videos of uh yeah they call it crocodile but it's with a k Uh, K -K k-r-o-k-i-d-i-l and um it was originally uh, originally brought out in Russia.
0: Of course, and, it was. Well, and
1: what happened? Do you see? This is what happens: is is uh, like for heroin addicts when they're taking heroin, and then all of a sudden the price of heroin gets out of control. Yeah, they're looking for other shit to do. Right. You know, and that's where I get where people are saying, oh, if we make certain drugs available, right, yeah. you know, I get that bit because sometimes, yeah, the price point or the lack of yeah, availability yeah. of drugs, they'll start looking for all this other stuff. And it's, um, it's desomorphine, is the actual drug that it's called. And okay. it's an opiate derivative like codeine and like heroin and other opioids. They're basically right. it's it's, a so it's, sedative it's and analgesic an mm-hmm. uh, effect. And it's super, super eject, uh, addictive. And they'll uh, use, um, uh, they'll inject it into their veins and they get these just massive skin ulcerations, infections, and they get literally gangrene. Right, yep. And uh, it's discolored, it's green, it's gray, it's black. So that's where they get the whole crocodile thing because it scales like a skin. My grandmother had you know.
0: an open ulcer on her uh, left yeah. ankle. And they, her, uh, my, the, her whole life.
1: Yep. And it was, it's known as Russian magic over there, you know, and um, basically that desomorphine is a synthetic morphine uh, analog synthesized in the thirties. Jesus. So that's like, you know, this stuff isn't even new. Right. Um, But like home based knowledge, so to speak, to get this stuff, you know, made, you know, people are figuring out how to make it. And uh yeah, it's just this nasty, nasty shit. it's fucking terrible, yeah, you watch it on the um no, you watch it on you. the internet, and you see these people like before and after no, and they're you. just they're monsters, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not even uh no, it, thank you, yeah, oh, it's terrible
0: i'm 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 good,
1: it's just terrible,
0: yeah, yeah, it is
1: <laughs> well so,
0: let's put a nice little bow on this one, yeah,
1: yeah, that's the Manson family, huh
0: Don't do drugs,
1: yeah. Made be- some family with some crocodile extra, you yeah. know. Don't do drugs. Just yeah. say no. <laughs> Don't pet crocodiles.
0: You're better than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're actually uh, we're going back to an older topic that we haven't we touched are. in a while. We
0: are, and you know it. It doesn't wasn't get, on purpose. It doesn't get as much play. Um, but you know what? We still love the topic, so we're just going to keep.
1: There's been some allure with it. Like, when we first cranked it out, I didn't see much uh, draw to it. And at one point...
0: Is it slowly gaining?
1: Well, no. It's like, now I see, like, the one-offs coming through, so, like, people are just going to just hear that. cool. So, at least that's what the analytics... The analytics are tough to tell sometimes. You know, you don't know if it's just a few people that are going up through the catalog or if people are just doing onesie-twosies because... I, yeah. it's a good problem to have. We have more listeners now
0: okay, cool. um, than, cool, you know, cool, cool. say a
1: year ago, you know, and um, so, so that
0: being said, so I
1: don't pay attention to the, the analytics as much anymore. Okay. But with that being said,
0: we are doing the Travis Walton abduction. Yes. And for those of you who are old, like Frank and I <laughs> uh, think of the movie. F- so that's your point of reference. Yeah. And if you want to do homework, you can watch fire in the sky you can
1: watch fire before in the, sky. Yeah. the
0: episode drops
1: yeah and then uh when the episode drops we'll tell you some other stuff you can check out maybe yeah yeah, yeah i well, will yes. i will for sure <laughs> and that's gonna wrap up june yeah travis walton
0: and guys can i just tell you spoilers yeah. july fucking balls
1: yeah i'm excited about july so am i for for reasons i can't talk about until july
0: well, we can actually talk about it at the end of oh, Travis Oh, we can Walton. after Travis yeah. Walton because we're
1: open yeah. in the month. Yes! Yeah. I've hated keeping this secret. I've spoiled it once. Right. And it was with a coworker at my last job. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I'm like, look, you can't tell anybody this. And he's like, yeah, no. I, I'm like, no. Yeah. We never tell anyone right. our next episodes. Right. And he's, oh. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So if this goes out. I know who it is. <laughs> I'm coming for you. It's just one. It's just one person. <laughs> yep. So I am. Uh, I'm very excited, and I'm also very proud that no one else has come to me. Right. So, Jose, you're doing a great job, buddy. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You're my. You're my bro. Thanks, man, for keeping the integrity of this show alive and what and respected. Yes. I can't thank you very enough nice. for that. Yes. Yes. So do we have any um, calls to action or anything you want to get out?
0: Um, just an update. There is going to be another uh, Darkness Arts and Craft Market. I be- That's actually going to be a live market. Instead of being online, you can actually go there. It's in Mount Moriah Cemetery. Mm-hmm. I believe that's in Pennsylvania. Yep. So if you're... Able to do that, you can go there. I don't know how I feel about them having a market and a cemetery because that's kind of like sacred ground.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, having people trapes yeah, over. you need to have some lines
1: with things. Exactly, you know? yes. It's just respect. Exactly,
0: Yeah. yes. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. uh, that's still going on. Um, big fluffy dogs. hmm yeah. You know, if, if you can't donate they've got some amazing dogs and puppies that are up for adoption and you can get yourself a forever friend. Yeah. And you can get the who rescued who stickers. It's, it's a, it's a good charity. Mm -hmm. So let's help them keep the, the good work. Sounds good. Going.
1: So last, uh, last moment of call to action. If you, uh, Know anybody that's interested in the show, please refer to us. We're a uh, word-of-mouth podcast.
0: Correct. And And take uh, a second or two out of your day. Yeah. Rate. We do have a lot of ratings, and and we do appreciate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Reviews. Yeah. Also helpful. Uh, Apparently, that's the only way apple recognizes Well, yeah it depends
1: us. it depends on the yeah. uh, platform so yep. i know i think spotify you can rate and review and i think that's sufficient yes apple's a bit of a douchebag about it and yes Unfortunately, they they're the leading of it you actually have to subscribe okay or follow um yeah you have
0: to do that but you also have to rate and review no yeah rate and review but up.
1: but following and subscribing yep. i've heard from other like leading podcasts yeah that are that are you know basically just politely in the most way requesting their listeners on that platform. If you listen to the Apple platform, uh, you know, I'm assuming most of you follow and we thank you for that. We're going to be, I did some episode, uh, editing in Apple. Um, if that was noticed where it used to say in small print, you know, like this one, you know, episode 79, Mm -hmm. but then the title would say episode 79 too. And what we're doing is basically getting, I'm filling out some stuff for Apple that supposedly will get their attention and possibly put us on some, uh, you know, list, put advertisement their type list, you yeah. know, and put some things out there to where we'll reach more people. Uh, so I hope that works. But we are word of mouth. We don't do any advertising, any paid advertising no. whatsoever. We think about it, and I think about it, but I just honestly don't have enough knowledge right. of it to where yeah. I'm comfortable putting money into something that may There's not no, yield yeah. anything at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, word of mouth's been working great for us.
0: So we'll keep it going. And I don't want to break
1: anything. So, okay. but if you if you know some folks that are into us, if you're new, um, you know, thanks for for listening to us, and we hope you stay. And just basically setting the ground rules for that that you know we're not a big uh, production company. We are. We're not under a big production company. We
0: are not.
1: And we're just a little mom and pop podcast. We in are. Central New York, you know, just uh, slugging it out like the others. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you can support us in any way, we would just greatly appreciate it. Correct. And Maybe earn the title horror fanatic. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day.
1: The uh, OTH. There
0: might be a Likely this contains blood coffee mug in it for you. Maybe. Maybe.
1: I don't know. Who knows? We got to think about Who that. Who knows kind of these stuff. things? So, rule number one
0: no Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. Three. No capes.
1: Four. No
0: blood rituals. Five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. Six, sir. No apathy. You need to act to help enact positive change in this world. Yeah. It's possible. It is. Can be done.
1: It is. Not that Pay hard it forward
0: either. type shit.
1: Yeah. Help some help a help a brother and sister out.
0: Cleaning out your closet, donate. Yeah. There's gotta be a Salvation Army, a thrift store. Sure. A, uh, you know, some church.
1: If you doing, see doing see something. somebody struggling, yeah. Just even just struggling under yeah. disheveledness. dishevelness. Hey, you know, can I help you out? If you they're know? like, no, I'm all good, thanks though. That's cool, because somebody just was like, hey, somebody just came over and asked me for help right not everybody's a monster yeah it's that easy it's a ripple effect it is and
0: number seven don't let the black-eyed children in no just don't acknowledge them at all
1: yeah yeah
0: i think that's just a good safe distance yeah. yeah
1: yeah and last but not least
0: just listen
1: just listen folks so with that being said have a wonderful day a lovely week
0: and make good choices
1: take care